0: hi everyone what's the dealio this is becca with the podcast team in light of some recent events involving the use of racial slurs and insensitivity around our community we would like to focus on the topic of race and culture both at asij and beyond we want to stimulate and open up the discussion about this topic as it is relevant to many of us who will leave the international community and return to the u.s We hope that this will be the first of many episodes looking into this topic in different ways from
1: various angles. Over to Ray and Andrew. Hi, I'm Ray Lindeman, I'm in grade 12.
2: Hi, I'm Andrew Small, I'm also in grade 12. Today we're
1: joined by four very special guests who will be sharing their opinions on this very important topic as well as their own experiences regarding race and culture. Um, Would you like to introduce yourselves? Hi,
3: I'm Bella Salate and I'm in 11th grade.
4: Um, I'm Erin Dowrich, and I'm in the 11th grade. Hi, I'm Miss Yaguru and I'm an English teacher.
0: I'm Miss Gessard and I'm a social studies teacher.
1: Thank you. So about a week ago we released a survey to the entire student body asking them three questions about race and culture. Um, and we asked them to rate these um, questions from one to five, one being not at all and five being um, very much so. And so we had four, around 36 responses overall, and we just want to sort of frame the interview by looking at some of the responses to these questions and see
2: what we feel about them. Uh, the first question was, is racism a problem in the ASIJ community? And the average response was a three with 11 respondents, or 30% of those who responded uh, rating it a three, so kind of in the middle.
1: So um, there are a lot of comments about this, and one question that I wanted to ask you guys was, do you think that... The insensitivity that's been going on is a result of racism or ignorance, which seemed to be like a, a pretty big contention point in the responses.
4: I don't think it blatantly has to deal with like racism in- itself, because I think students are like lacking the education of like about race and identity. So it mostly has to deal with ignorance because they're not necessarily exposed to new cultures like every single day because they see people around them who are exactly like them.
3: I also don't I really don't think anyone at the school like at the heart of it is like a racist person I think it's like Erin said they're not surrounded by like as much race racial issues as there are in the United States and I think history classes that we have here we learn about um, racism back then but we don't Mm -hmm. learn as much about racism now so people are just I think they're just ignorant and like that's something that can be changed
5: versus, like, they're not inherently racist people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'd agree. I think um, I have never had the feeling that there's a, that we have a problem as as in, like, a, you know, prejudice and discrimination going on at the school overtly. Mm-hmm. Um, there have been incidences yeah. that are concerning, individual ones that happen. I see, I see. Usually those are instances where um it's actually something else going on in that person's life and they are taking it out Mm -hmm. in in these ways Um, or it's playing out in that, in this kind of forum but it's not really about um, about race necessarily Mm -hmm. in that Mm -hmm. regard I think, you know, with just use of insensitive language at the school, I do think it's ignorance and um, there's some excitement about defying um, uh, political correctness right now, right? Like you can't check my language, I can say whatever <laughs> I want. Um, but it really has just been in a sen- a insensitivity to the impact that that has on other people, mm-hmm. and a lack of empathy for other people. Yeah.
0: A lot of stuff gets kind of quieted, Mm-hmm. and made vague. And when you look at the question of whether somebody is actually acting out of ignorance or ill intent... You know, yeah, like, yeah. so... I wish there was more discussion of the finer points. When I mean, it's almost universal. If you ask somebody at the school, is racism good or bad? <laughs> of course they're going to say racism <laughs> is bad.
1: Yeah.
0: But when we don't know the details... And then people don't under, they never get trained out of their ignorance Mm. because we don't, it's, it's so difficult for a lot of people to see the nuances. Yeah. And right to see.
1: And some people um, responded saying that ASIJ is so, quote, liberal that, and so open-minded that students become naive about, uh, you know, the mean, the implications of these words outside of ASIJ, if that makes sense. So. Do you feel that, like the liberal environment, is actually encouraging or fostering this carelessness in a way? It's sort of not backfiring, but do you feel like there's a negative aspect to it? I
5: think that yes, there is some naivete mm-hmm. and um, kind of a lack of awareness of, of how race works and the power that language has in that in that political game and social Mm -hmm. game like but also um I don't think it's it's because of the liberal student body I don't Uh think that that it's (laughs) I think that that's unfair but I do think that that is the the message that's not only playing out here but definitely in the United States like Mm -hmm. um in order to promote other agendas Um, it is easiest sometimes to just blame like the opposing group and so if you feel conservative and you feel oppressed then it's because the liberals are keeping you quiet (laughs) and you know (laughs) the opposite um I yeah but I don't think we should I think that's too simple of a relationship Mm -hmm. to build Mm -hmm. between our experience
3: I also think when we say like ASIJ is like a liberal community, I would say as a whole that's like correct, but like among the people who, usually when people make that statement they're talking about like social justice kind of liberal things, but Mm -hmm. I don't think it's necessarily because of the liberal environment that we have, Mm -hmm. it's just because like kids just have the tendency to like do things that are not good. (laughs) Like.
2: Our next question was, uh, is racism a problem in the United States today? And um, we had 55% of uh, respondents respond with a five, so they feel that it very much is a problem today. And in total, about 88% people of the respondents rated it uh, four or five. So clearly, there's kind of a consensus in the student body that uh, racism is a big problem
1: I guess we, w- we want to sort of get your personal experiences for this question. So considering that you, I think you've all um, spent time in the U.S. and in Japan. So when you compare your experiences, your you know, your daily experiences living or spending time here and there, do you, how, like to what extent do you feel that your race or culture has affected how you've been treated or perceived in both comparing both countries or societies
3: to be honest, i feel like in so basically every aspect of my life while i lived in america like it did come down to race and like people like to say oh like it's why do people always talk about race like race was not a problem there but i know and my family knows that at the core of it it came down to race whether it's like i'm biracial i'm half white half black so Whether it's little comments like, oh, you're an Oreo, you're so white, little things like that, that are like, oh, that's not really nice. Or like things that are like blatantly racist, like getting checked at like a department store to make sure I didn't steal anything. Like numerous times, even in a place like New York City where it's like very diverse, I do feel like so many parts of my life come down to the fact that. I am black and like, Mm -hmm. I think for people to say that it's not because I'm black is very naive Mm -hmm.
5: and kind of hurtful. Um, I have had some explicitly negative experiences in the States, definitely. Um, I mean, I remember, I don't know how old I was, seven or eight, but definitely like big enough to be seen in the window of my mother's car. I wasn't yeah. like tiny, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and a man, we were turning into a bank to you know, get some cash before we went to the movies. I remember mm-hmm. this so clearly. And the guy kind of stopped his car and rolled down his window. So my mom rolled down her window because clearly he was gonna ask for directions. And he just called, he, he called her a nigger just because, because it was Tuesday, or because <laughs> we were driving through his neighborhood, or um, it was just an opportunity for him to say that to someone and to to hurt someone, and it didn't matter that her child was in the car, and it didn't matter that you know she's a respectable person or you know doing the right thing in the world, or, none of that mattered, um, and that was a long time ago, mm-hmm. and. Um, in some ways, my personal experience got better because I was aware suddenly, um, and I could anticipate, uh, you know, where to go and how to be, and you know, I. But kind of like Bella was saying, race did and does still occupy every behavior, every thought. I'm constantly thinking about how I'm perceived and, and the double meaning of everything. Um, and it takes a lot of act, like effort to, to quiet that other voice. Mm-hmm. Um, so in Japan, it has been kind of a retreat from that in some ways, because even if I, like, if I'm experiencing, you know some sort of discrimination, I at least don't, I feel like, at least it's just because I'm a foreigner. Does that make sense? Right. It's more because I'm a foreigner than because I am black. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's sad too. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's still part of my every thought. And I think about my son who is mixed race and Mm -hmm. the experience he would have in the States is going to be just as hard. You know, because he won't fit into any particular mm-hmm. cultural group. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is the issue of not being able to check a box, which yeah, is definitely yeah. an issue in the states, um, or not being black enough, or not being white enough, or whatever. You know, there's all of that um, that he's going to have to face and kind of be strong enough to to stand up against. Mm-hmm. But even here in Japan, he would have to
4: face something like. Um, I would say, like, my experience in the United States was, like, from when I I was pretty young, like, pre-K to, like, sixth grade, so I wasn't really aware that, like, I was, like, maybe one of, like, five of the black girls who was, like, in my school in total, Mm -hmm. so it was kind of a thing where I didn't really, like, care about it as much because these are the people that I've been around with, like, since I've been, like, pretty young, Mm -hmm. but then... When I came to ASIJ in, like, eighth grade, um, I started to become more aware of things. I guess, like, my sister going through, like, a lot of, um, like... It was one particular um, experience when I think they were having Black History Month and someone hung up the cotton fields. Oh, yeah. And that day that she came home, like, screaming, like, how come being back in the U.S. was so calm, and then now all of a sudden, like, I'm experiencing all these things that, like, have never happened to me before. Mm -hmm. Like, I didn't really see me being black as, like, the one identity that I had to hold on to, but now it was something that was, like, oh, maybe I, like, do fit into this little box of, like, so, like, few people Mm -hmm. that um, it was kind of confusing to me at that time. But then also... Now, going back to the U.S., I am kind of scared. There's, like, a sense of fear that, like, throughout my family, like, if we're driving down the street and, like, we live in, like, a neighborhood that's mostly, like, with white people, Mm -hmm. like, are we going to get pulled over? Or is someone going to die? Like, it's not the same fear of, like, living in Japan rather than living in the United States. Mm -hmm. And, like, sometimes I just don't want to go back there just because of that sense of fear that I have like yeah I if that makes think, sense I
3: completely agree with that I think when I the I had grown up the first eight years of my life here so I would and I did go to a bit of I went to Japanese school for a bit and like while I was there I did experience like a little bit of racism but it, I never really felt threatened or like I was going to be harmed but when I first lived in California and I was in Beverly Hills getting cupcakes with my mom these group of teenagers started screaming at me and my mom, get the out of here niggers and like screaming those things and I Beverly remember Hills. in Beverly Hills and I was so scared that, I didn't even know really what they were saying but I was just scared that they were these kids screaming at me and my mom and um, eventually a group of other like bystanders like put, like got really mad and like pushed them away mm-hmm. and like it was fine in the end but i remember like i saw my mom cry and like it really like blew my mind honestly after that cuz i was so like i was confused cuz i never felt scared like that before and i remember like that feeling of fear like carried on to like i have two younger brothers and like to see my parents have to give them a talk about how to behave around police officers mm-hmm. how to like stay safe to just walk down the street to get a snack or something like that kind of fear is something that like I'm like terrified to have to like experience going back in the states and I'm so scared for my brothers too to have to experience that I think it's the fear that's still so prominent that people don't know about here Mm -hmm. at ASIJ Mm -hmm. wow so I kind of i
0: For the first part of my life, I didn't realize I was Asian. (laughs) I have white parents. I was adopted, so when I grew up in this super white neighborhood, and um, like I think it was it was like this is how crazy it was. They accepted me into the gifted program because they needed minorities at the time. So they accepted an Asian in the gifted program
3: because they needed minorities. That's
0: how I got in. <laughs> um, yeah, so I I like would... I hated seeing pictures of myself when I was little because I was like, what? Why do I look like that? Yeah. I just thought I was... White kind of, like as like in the little kid you know toddler brain, so it was really weird, um, and then um I don't know i I of course have never experienced the kind of like really awful racism where I'm fear in fear of my life if I get stopped by the police. that kind of stuff is an annoyance, but it's nothing to the extent where it's like stuff that's happened to me, I can laugh off as, yeah. oh, they're the ignorant ones. But when you're actually in fear of your life yeah. from the protection agencies that are supposed to be, I mean, that's atrocious. And so, of course, racism is much worse in the United States mm-hmm. than it is in Japan. I mean, and there, there is racism in Japan. Yeah. There is, of course, racism in Japan. And you can talk to Bobby about that as well. He's mm-hmm he's experienced quite a bit of racism in Japan. Awesome. But it's not to that point where he thinks he's gonna lose his life mm-hmm. in a traffic stop, you
2: know? So, I mean, clearly racism in America is a really serious and long-lasting problem. Do you feel that, uh, particularly since the 2016 election, um, racism has become a bigger or, you know, more recognizable issue in America?
3: I think it has always been there, and I think well, obviously, but I think even like in two thousands, like when people are like, "Oh, we're moved past," like it's still mm-hmm. been there even during Obama's presidency. There's still been racism. Yeah. There's still been all of that. And then I think once Donald Trump was elected, the his campaign was like, "Oh, Obama is not actually born in America." Like those mm-hmm. kinds of things enabled people who have been like suppressing their racism to just let it out Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and like through lots of different ways like um I think at my school in New York last year um there were a group of boys who were all like wore their MAGA hats to school one day and they drew swastikas on the windows of our school and wrote the n-word as well and Mm -hmm. like did like the nazi sign and did some other like terrible things for like lots of different minority groups and i think seeing that and i think what especially hit me was like seeing the manga hats it was like Mm -hmm. that's like a crutch for them to be able to be
5: racist Mm -hmm. and to be homophobic and be sexist and all those kinds of things i I totally agree i think it's it just it's the same kind of Aid, it's just poured into different vessels <laughs> yeah. over the years and yeah, right yeah. now it's residing in Amaga hat and, mm. you know it'll be guys to something else later mm. um, but I, I mean well that sounds a little bit despairing and <laughs> <laughs> well, actually,
1: you it'll you never f- go away <laughs> <laughs> no, no, do, you, do you feel like this will you know always always be a problem in the US you know like for you know centuries to come. Do you think there's I don't know hope of big improvements in this area realistically?
0: I would like to see a candidate. I mean, I actually don't I guess because I'm an economics teacher, right? Mm-hmm. Like I ha- I haven't been very pleased with how the Democrats have gone about trying to address problems in the United States. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of focus on um, the Democrats have embraced a lot of like anti-homophobia and anti-racism and so forth, but I don't think they've actually um, come up with any economic policies that are going to make a difference. So it doesn't really make a difference if you say, like, yay, I'm a Democrat, great, mm-hmm. I'm not a racist or a homophobe. Mm-hmm. But so what now? What right? You still have an enormous percentage of the population, that a crazy number of the population that is incarcerated in prisons, yeah. that is stuck in a um, in an economic system that allows for e- less and less upward mobility, as we glorify riches more and more mm-hmm. and keep people you know enslaved at WalMarts around. <laughs> The, you know, the world it's, there's really, the Democrats aren't offering any sort of outs for any people who are stuck at the bottom and that includes unfortunately, mostly people of color yeah. you know, I the guess I'm getting of, a little <laughs> cycle of poverty yeah, cycle yeah. of poverty that is and I don't see any Democrats really reaching
1: out with a campaign that says both are important I'm mm-hmm. so we going to move on to our last question to just wrap things up a little bit, but um So we asked people how comfortable they feel talking about race and culture at ASIJ And a lot of people said they are comfortable, but they said their friends or uh, I don't know if they were lying But they said a lot of people, <laughs> people they know Felt sort of uncomfortable because they didn't for example like people don't Feel comfortable saying like the word white or black because they feel it's so harsh so like, I, I, know I, I have a few friends who yeah. they'd see like a Kenyan person, they'd go African-American. So um, that's thing that people still know. So, um, you know, considering some people do feel uncomfortable, do you think there's a way to, you know, facilitate more conversation, stimulate more dialogue? Do you think we need to
4: somehow, I don't know, do something about this? Mm. Any ideas? I think just having a conversation, like, one-on-one with a person that you, like, genuinely know so that you're not necessarily afraid, you shouldn't be able to, like, tiptoe around them, because how are you mm-hmm. ever going to, like, learn about something if you're not going to be just, like, asking questions? Yeah. Like, I think that, wait, I lost my train of <laughs> 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 Oh, wait, no, I, I remember so, I went to go to my mom, and, like, I was wondering if there was ever, like, a difference between, like, black and African-American, mm-hmm. because I know that there's, like, a fine line between those two words, and she explained to me that, like, she identifies herself as a black woman and not an African-American, because mm-hmm. she has no ties to, like, America. That's something mm-hmm. I wouldn't have known if I hadn't asked her. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So, it's all about asking questions, like, getting all the information that you need to not be scared to, like, talk about things like this, because... Mm-hmm. No one should be.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Well, people are definitely uncomfortable talking about race <laughs> here. I, really, I remember couple, um, we were at softball we were playing a different team and there was one black girl on the other team and my friends were talking about her but I wasn't sure who they were talking about so yeah. I asked them to describe the girl. <laughs> like, I, and they were like, oh, she's wearing a blue shirt, green socks, like, yellow hair tie. And I was like, who? And I was like, Oh, why didn't you just say the black girl? And
1: uh, uh, I was like,
3: it's okay, you can say that. Or like they always say, Oh, the African American perspective, oh the African American person, like things like that. I'm like, well, they're actually not American, but Mm -hmm. that's kind of you to try and be. Like I think it's (laughs) because they're they're trying to not be racist. Like they're trying to find like a good, like Way to keep people happy, but it's just, yeah. like, it's just kind of funny sometimes. <laughs> like, yeah. But I, I think it's because sometimes they're afraid to actually speak up and, like, mm-hmm. say. Because, honestly, there are, some, there are some people here with controversial opinions that do feel like they can't say what they want because they don't want other people to come and say, oh, you're raised a terrible person. But it's, yeah. like, I won't necessarily think that. I just want to hear what you have to say and maybe educate you a little bit. Mm-hmm. you know like, <laughs> and there's there's there should be discussion you can't make change without discussion mm-hmm. and if people are uncomfortable talking about mm-hmm. things then there's no way anything's going to change you know yeah
1: yeah mm-hmm.
3: i think the school needs to have some more of like a opportunity for kids to be able to talk with each other about mm-hmm. things other than like oh you going to that party next saturday <laughs> like you know what i mean like yeah, and, yeah or absolutely. like not this all structured courses like mm. that are so set on a specific curriculum like yeah. are hard for kids to learn about other things and get better, I don't know. Yeah,
5: <laughs> yeah. That's a great Good point. point. I think Either just more is. opportunities to have dialogue mm-hmm. and, and think about things, yeah. engage in real topics mm-hmm. and feel safe and ask questions.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
5: yeah. But it's hard to know how to do that as an institution. Yeah. So I think, you know, just starting in our classrooms or with your friends or, you know, yeah. it's an easy place yeah. to start with the teachers.
1: Yeah. So. No, I remember I was, I was in Miss Yaguru's Lang <laughs> course last year and we talked a lot about, you know, these sort of topics. And oh I God. thought it was really good. So mm. I think, Yeah, I think <laughs> that's <laughs> my <laughs> personal opinion. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> what, you
0: know, yeah, I don't know. I, I think, like, white guys are afraid to say stuff.
3: Right mm-hmm. and kind of yeah. rightfully so.
0: I mean, they kind of get stomped on all the time for yeah, like, we're waiting for you to say something wrong. like <laughs> <laughs> Come on, and oh do God. it, do it. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> right? I mean, that's kind of the culture that's been bred, unfortunately. I think by a lot of the democratic liberal. That's true. Like, mm-hmm. and and so it makes people afraid to talk, to mm-hmm. ask questions, because oh, I asked it in a, you know, offensive right. way, and I I think if we fostered an environment that admitted that all this stuff is new.
3: Mm.
0: It's really new. We're going to stumble around and people are going to make mistakes and that's okay. Mm. And so you might like call someone African-American when they're not from Africa or America. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Right? But that's okay. At least like let's let's be okay with people making mistakes. And I think that that's maybe something that the school doesn't do very well. That when somebody makes a mistake, they're not necessarily treated as like at least you're trying. That's okay. It's okay to make a mistake. We're like, can you believe they said that? <laughs> right? And so people shut down, and then they don't learn from each other.
1: Yeah. So um, yeah, I think we're gonna have to wrap it up there. But um, thank you so much, everyone, for coming. That was such a great discussion. Hopefully, we'll have more next year. Um, this was our last episode of the year, so I think we could. that was a really
3: that was the
0: dealio. Thank you so much for listening to our last episode of the year. We hope you have a good summer and we'll see you next year. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at asij_podcast. podcast.